Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Fork, hello. Fork, fork, hi. You know what you need to be doing? You need to be listening to the Floof and Papa podcast. I'm Mel. I'm Taylor. And we're going to talk about all things dogs. Dog stories. Dog breeds. Dog tips and tricks. Dog puns. Dog jokes. Dog everything. Out if you're not listening. Uh, hit us up at the Floof and Papa podcast wherever you get your podcast. Tune in. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Two seconds. Two seconds when I started playing before it went off the rails. Out the door, around the corner, over the bridge. <laughs> now it's at home, in bed, not even caring what we did. Greetings and welcome to episode 19 of season 2 of Law and Disorder 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. And before we cut back in at a heck of a cliffhanger... Here's a bit of a recap on what has happened so far. Our marshals were investigating a fey presence in the wizarding district of Antalas. Their investigations led them to a tea house, and from a tea house underground. From there, they found their way into the grand library of Antalas and to an old employer of theirs, one with whom they had not parted peacefully, Ariel Cordwin, the Grand Lucent of the Library. The negotiations quickly deteriorated into accusations, and a fight broke out. And now, Pond's life hangs in the balance. And that's what happened last time, so we will get into it straight away. But before we do, please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, send us an email, tell us what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, how you want to be involved. Go to our Patreon, see all the fun loot that's there. We have merch on the website, that's notkindofproductions.com. And now... Let's get on with the game.
this is Law and Disorder. No, it's not. We're cancelling today. Um, there was a bit of a problem with the episode last week. Yeah, a few copyright And um, just to save Pons from dying, we're never doing another episode again. Studio Fires will do that to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So thank you for listening all this time, guys. Um, uh, it's been great. Good news, guys. I fixed all the problems so uh, we can record again. But unfortunately, <laughs> last episode was our unofficial final episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> so with me at the table, I'm Zane C. Weber, and I have Jack. Jack. Playing, playing Dashbold. Sebastian playing James. Isaac playing Pons. We hope. <coughs> Miranda playing Gwen. And Nick playing Black Patty. Okay, when we last left, you were in the middle of a chilly fight (laughs) uh, with a giant octopus who is, I say octopus, an octopus woman, a cicalia, uh, who is very large, black, and when you cut her, she glows from the inside. She is on an iceberg. Gwen... Patty and James are all in icy water around this iceberg. Dashbold in the same water further away, underneath Pons, who is standing on a wall of force 40 feet up in the air, currently under the effects of a disintegration I spell. I move away from underneath Pons. <laughs> Everyone hears Ariel Cordwin cast the spell that James has been so afraid of, holds their breath, turns to see what happens to Pons. You see his armor start to crinkle and fall away, and you see small cuts appear on his face. However, he then flashes pink and the disintegration energy falls downwards. Oh, thank God. And off the edge of the wall of force. And you can see, Pond, because you're so close, that that wall is shrinking and you are now just one five-foot circular-ish square thing in the middle of the air. Great. Ariel Cordwin drops her arm and says in all of your heads whose protection have you bought? Pons. Hmm. Make a wisdom saving throw. Ooh, goody, I've got a zero for that. That's a three. Oh, <laughs> poor little baby with the zero. <laughs> He rolled a three. (laughs) It wouldn't have mattered. (laughs) As Ariel Corden speaks in all of your heads, you turn to look back at her. Her body freezes and becomes what looks to be an ice statue on the iceberg. Ponds. Hmm. Everything goes white. Hmm. And you are back in Fisher's Bar and Grill. In the room around you, it's, it's packed. 
and it's a very jovial night. And you, for once, feel really relaxed. It reminds you of a night maybe two months ago when the kids had been born and they kind of settled into a routine. You and Gwen had managed to find someone to watch them while you had dinner together with Fish and Mary. Fish and Mary are here at a table as are everyone that you know in Unthalas, including the Forsyths, including Greta, Gorlick, and weaving her way in and around the crowd, shaking hands and greeting people, is Ariel Cordwin. Uh, as you saw her in her office. She walks over to you, where you sit at a table by yourself, pulls out the chair, and sits down. I look her right in the eyes and hold her gaze. The person you've convinced to protect you and your troop are not in this room. Who are they? I look around the room at everyone before I start laughing at her um, quite heartily. <laughs> you know, I don't know myself who's protecting us, but whoever they are, they're doing a bloody good job of it. Well, I can't argue that. And she relaxes back. She doesn't seem to be tense at all. She actually lasts along with you. Um, she says, Jack Ma, I'm not a heartless person. I know you have children, and I know you don't want to be in this fight. I got my child out of the city before this happened, for the same reason that you should get yours out. If you had not attacked me, I would not be fighting. But we all have our obligations. What did you trade to get this protection? I answer back with another question. We all have our different reasons for fighting, our different reasons for asking others for help. Why are you fighting? Why are you doing this? You say you got your own child out of the city to protect them, yet you are killing thousands of others. Temporarily, yes. If everything goes to plan, they will live. Death is death. Death is not death. Even any cleric will say so. You mm. go and your soul lives on with your gods. For those we, who believe in them. Even those that don't will, a god will pick them. But I can see that you don't believe this. 
And that is a very similar point of view to what I hold. I don't think that this is a justice. I think that death is a tool that the gods use to hold power over us. Maybe so. But there is a choice we all make. Whether or not we... Did you choose to be born into this world? I did to not. To be a human? I did and not. And to eventually die? I did not choose that, but that is the path that is put before me. What really matters is what I do with that time I have. And if you had a choice and a chance to make it that no one would ever need to die again and those that had died would live again, would you? I lean back in my chair and I look over at all the people I can see. I imagine there'd be a few that have passed on. She follows your gaze to fish. What I want isn't always what I can get. I did not want so many people to die, and I wish they were still alive with me here today. But I'm just a man. I can't do anything about it, and I learned to accept that fate. She nods calmly. And we'll cut back to Patty. Yes. It is your initiative. Excellent. Above you, the towering form of Ariel Cordwin has frozen into solid ice. Pons, up on his dwindling platform of invisible force has also frozen completely to ice. Inside the statue of Ariel Cortwin, or what looks to be a statue, you can see that glowing still, and it does seem to be emanating from inside her head. Hmm. Would I have seen... <clears throat> sorry, would I have seen James go underwater? Uh, you would have seen him casting a spell. If you look for him now, you will not see him. Okay. But you, you also won't see him under the water. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Uh, well, I'm going to try to climb up onto the iceberg. Okay. Uh, what's your movement speed? Uh, 30. 30? Yeah, that's fine. You can you get to the iceberg. Yep. Uh, give me an athletics to climb up. It's not hard, uh, but there is a chance of Disadvantage, failure. though. Uh, two? Okay, at the moment, you are, yeah, you're kind of stuck. You're at a really hard place to kind of pull yourself up. Yep. Um, if you want to dash mm -hmm. and use the rest of your movement, you can kind of get to a side where there is a bit more of a ledge that you could pull your up. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. Okay. Yep. yep. So you're up on the iceberg now. Okay, yep. Uh, as you jump onto the iceberg, it's not a large iceberg, <laughs> and Ariel Corden's weight didn't seem to influence the physics involved with uh, the floating. As you wrench yourself up onto it, you set it to rocking. And as it counterbalances, four of her tentacles that were holding onto the iceberg dip into the water. 
Yep. And quicker than you can see, ice spreads out over the top. I need Gwen and Dashbold to give me an either an acrobatics or an athletics to get up on top of the ice or be stuck in it. The DC is 15. 26. Okay. Uh, and which was that? Athletics. Yeah, okay. So you see this happening and as it happens, you elbow the ice in front of you and you see it become solid and you just push yourself up onto it and slide along a little bit like a seal. I rolled a 12. Dashbold, you see this happening, but you kind of start kicking and splashing and you're frozen at chest height, half in and half out of the ice. I was hugging Pom's crossbow. didn't have time. Pardon? I was hugging Pom's crossbow. Well, you've got the end of the rope with Pom's crossbow. Yeah. James... You see the surface of the water mm. solidify. This is awesome. <laughs> You're 10 feet underneath it. Yep. <laughs> How many rounds do I have with a con of 10 to breathe? You have 30 seconds, so you have six rounds before you start dying. Okay. Fine. I got That's this. Time. That's heaps of time. Plenty of time. I got this. <laughs> um, Certainly, we have six rounds until I die. That's a lot of actions. Yes. I, I will say, Dashbold, you are fully aware of James's situation. I'm going to say, Gwen, you are not. Your, yeah, your attention be. is absolutely split between Cordwin and Pons and what's happening there. Yes. Uh, I concur. It is your initiative now, Gwen. Oh, dear God. Um, I want to... I'm really torn between leaping up onto the iceberg and just chopping her frosty pits off. Her frosty, her frosty bits. bits. Her frosty bits. <laughs> um, but, I, I will say... But I'm concerned yeah. that she's got ponds under some thing. You can roll me an arcana if, if you want to try and figure that out. Uh, whichever is best for you, arcana, nature, or medicine. Nature. Okay. The shadow of the ice with your shillelagh voice. Not natural, 20. No, natural 20. Um, this is definitely some sort of joining spell, but you don't think it will... If you kill her, you don't think that damage would transfer to ponds. Um, in this situation, you would maybe think breaking her concentration would... Free ponds? Free ponds. Mm. In that case... I'm a getting up on the iceberg. The boig. Yeah. Uh, okay. Are you? How are you getting there? This is important for. <laughs> um, I'm going to body ski. Body ski. Okay, you can move at your regular speed by body skiing across the ice. Thank um, you. And you are at the iceberg, uh, ten feet away from the the reach of the tentacles of the Cordwin figure. Well, I really just want to um, attack her with my weapon. Okay. I want to see if, if I can use my spear to, like, chip a tentacle off. Sure. Roll the hit. I'm going to roll the hit. Wait, I need more dice. 
I'm sorry, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I, I was prepared for the I funeral. I didn't think it was going to be combat. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that Fuzz was going to die and that we were all going to go home. <laughs> because we quit because we're not playing with our pawns. I'm certainly not. I love the idea of a ba- big baby being like, well, I got one of you, so the rest of you are free to Bye. go. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I don't know if that looks good. It doesn't really. Mm, mm. Wait, I've just momentarily forgotten how to play. <laughs> I'm not shillelied. 19 to hit. 19 will hit. For... Oh, hang on. I've rolled the wrong things. Because I didn't shillelagh. I need to roll these baby ones. For 8. 8 points of damage. And 17 to hit. 17 will not hit. Poo. So now you know the AC. Um, as you strike with your spear, you can see underneath, it seems to be like a casing of ice. Uh, underneath, you kind of stab into and uh, fault lines appear through her tentacle. So you didn't actually snap anything off, but the damage that you do to that tentacle has kind of travelled up along it. And it's you think that if it's going to... You're not going to snap a bit off, it's going to shatter. So it's not like a really structurally sound form. Okay, Koki. Pons. Hmm. She pulls out a handkerchief and wipes a tear away from her eye. Oh, where? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Punching uh, the throat. <laughs> And she says, <clears throat> I'm not here to convince you that I'm not a bad person. It honestly doesn't matter to me what you think. But know that I would not be killing people if I didn't think I could bring them back. What I aim to do, and what we aim to do, is to change the way the world is and that what happens now and what we are doing in the end will mean nothing because everyone who is dead will live can I roll an insight you may (laughs) what do you want what specifically do you distrust I she's crazy (laughs) I'm in two minds whether or not she's telling the truth or she is bending the truth in order okay. to present it in a really positive way. Sure. Oh, gosh darn it, these dice. <laughs> <laughs> that is a six. Um, you don't know what you think. You know that she's a very intelligent person mm. and you know that she could be trying to manipulate you. Mm. And you have no way to back up or verify what she's saying. So that means that you have you you don't trust her, you don't distrust her, you don't know, you just don't know. Well, helpful. Well, he rolled a six. Yeah, all right. <laughs> this is, to be fair, this is entirely Isaac's fault. <laughs> Possibly all of this. 
<laughs> I'm going to have to fall back on my guard instincts. Mm-hmm. Um, I've dealt that. with people who've tried to sweet talk their way out of things beforehand. <laughs> so I'm not going to believe her. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, you might be right. You might be telling the truth. But I have no way of knowing that. All I know is that I am fighting for my children, my wife, my friends, and some part of me still fights for this city. If you think you are saving everyone, you're doing a terrible job at showing that. <laughs> Very good. I uh, have an inspiration. Awesome. Um... She'll stand up noisily and the conversation in the room stops. She puts her hands on the table and leans her head down to talk to you. I'm not threatening you, Pons. Your fate is sealed. If you're fighting for your wife, we need to make a deal. And we'll cut back to Dashbolt's initiative. Sick. Can I re-engage my already summoned mount and cast a spell? Mouth. Mount. So re-engage <laughs> I as a bonus action. my mouth. Uh, my already Raw. summoned mount. That, so that, that, that's a bonus action? Yeah. yeah. Would that count as a, like a spell spell? No. No, no, no. Great. I'm going to summon da- uh, Dark Lord um, merely underneath the ice. He's pretty floaty and big, so he's just going to smash through it for me. And then I'll be on top of him, if I am it right. Okay. Uh, do you have his stats somewhere? Uh, I do. I did give them to you. Pulled out. He has a plus 40 bonus for smashing it. through ice. Oh, that's convenient. I know, right? It's... <laughs> <laughs> He's got a beak. They're great for hey, ice I'm breaking. Just look yeah, up no. Okay, so you summon him underneath you. Yeah, but isn't it a duck beak? And he, and just his buoyancy creates cracks in the ice and pushes sheets of ice away, and you end up sitting on Duck Lord's back. Right. And it echoes around the icy chamber. Right, so Duck just- Lord, we've got to get James. He's over there. He's under the ice. Break it and get him out. Okay. And while he does that, while he runs over there, I want to cast Shatter on her. Okay. Is he yeah. running on top of the ice or is he like Going swimming under. through the, the water? The command you've given is you have to go get James smashed through the ice. Yeah. That's what he's working with. And I've got, I've got his stats up. Um, so she's got to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, So you're casting Shatter. 14, and 
That's 19 points of shatter damage. 19 points of shatter damage. And so, echoes through as Dashbold jumps off Duckboard's back, sliding down the ice to cast a spell. And a deafening sound occurs right on top of the ice-frozen form of Ariel Cordwin and a layer of ice just falls off. She is now jagged where she was uh, where she was sculpted and she is looking more and more just like a hunk of ice. However, as the outer layers fall off, it becomes more and more clear to those close to her that there is a glowing region inside her head and there are veins of some sort of power travelling down and out through her body. It is now... Um, I'll, I'll, oh, actually, I need to roll an initiative for Duck I'll, Lord. I'll, I'll have Duck dex? Lord. Um, his dex is... Plus one. And I'll have him use Pounce ability. I'm to just jump, right through the, jump through the... Smash through the me. ice. Uh, His strength is plus four. Nineteen. He immediately ducks down under the ice. <laughs> he ducks down. Don't <laughs> ruin the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and paddles remarkably quick directly to James, puts his beak around your chest and drags you up. Oh my god. Oh. Hey, buddy. The water is so fucking cold. It is oh. incredibly cold. <laughs> um, oh, thanks, everyone, for everyone. She's a giant ice what cube. What the fuck is that? She's a giant, <laughs> giant ugly ice cube. Uh, and I think, I think Pons it, is like frozen as well or something. It is your initiative. Oh, I'm just taking a moment to breathe. So she's got a glowing head. Pons is above, also turned to ice. Yes. But still, in inverted commas, safe on top of your wall of force. Oh, so James is like in Dark Lord's beak? Yes. Cool. Like a pelican. That's where you yeah. stay now. No, no, no. You're, <laughs> kind of like, you're, like a, you're like a turret. If this is his beak, you are hanging out of it. Can I get out? Sure. He'll, he'll onto the ground. I give him a scratch on the Make head. Make a deck saving throw. Oh, just on the oh, because it's ice. It's ice. Yeah, okay. And it's not. I was like, I didn't miss the ground. Hey, buddy, 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 you can come on that Okay, yeah. Okay. It's a one-handed flip. <laughs> it's not a one-handed flip. No, no, it is. You slide down a sheet of ice, and you just kind of find your feet, waving one arm to keep your balance, and you quickly take in the surroundings and and the quickly deteriorating giant ice form. Uh, to to your right. As I crit, I'd like to, while waving my arm around for balance, also cast Scorching Ray, like all in one fluid hand motion. Absolutely. Yes. And dispel Is, magic. Am I rolling a save or are you rolling three separate spells? Excellent. Oh, plus nine. Do it. Nat 20. 21. Will hit. Uh, 17. Will not hit. Wait. Yeah, 17. And 23. Will hit. Cool. Do it. This is to the, if, I mean, I can't really target, but to the open, glowing shit. Yep. 11. 14. Or 14 fire. points of fire damage as you target the glowing 
veins in her. You can see as they are attacked, they blink out of existence. You get a few of them as the ice actually starts melting away from her under the fire. And as the ice becomes more clear and translucent, Patty, you can see that there is a glowing ring inside her head. Okay. Like a halo, but inside her head. That is so weird. Well, that's odd. Break or take? This is tough. <laughs> uh, pretend to break and take. <laughs> Good. <clears throat> Pons. Yes. One moment. So that went nicer than I thought. Like the second like the thing turned to ice, I'm like, maybe Zana be nice and it won't go all the way across the oh nope, I'm under yep. I'm under the ice. Mm. It's like when you put a mouse in a bucket of water and put the lid on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like record, that. My MacGyver way out yeah. of it was to go up to the top and then cut, throw that that shrink potion onto it because it affects a set square amount of space. To like make my, my way of getting through doors and just like shrink this block of ice. Just jump the yeah. That's actually not a bad plan. As she, my head. As she <laughs> maintains eye contact with you, mm-hmm. she says, where you are now doesn't exist. You exist only inside my head. Your body is gone. Right now, you tell me who you met in Candyland. We haven't talked about And I will not kill your wife and make orphans of your children. Can I make another insight roll to see how serious she is being? Yep. It sounds pretty serious. I'm just going to put that out there. That's a 10. The dice are getting better. Uh, (laughs) Got a warm up. Before now, she has definitely been trying to convince you to win you over to her side to explain what she's doing. This doesn't seem like she's trying to convince you. This literally seems like she's putting cards on the table and giving you a chance to not make a fool of yourself as you die. You don't think she's lying. <laughs> what, was your, what was your sword oh, thing? Right. I'm expecting your sword to come out just like, you shut up. Just floating sword. Sound right. Right. He's not with his sword at the moment. Says, his sword is spiritual. We found a man named Ellison. We found a gnome. I can't remember her name. Found another. All you have to do is agree. And I will know what you know. You don't have to tell me the details that are beyond your grasp. I say, I don't make deals with the devil, but... I feel I have no choice to accept this so at least I can get out and end your life. Brave to the last. Always. Your children will not die at my hand, nor will your wife. Goodbye, Pons. I nod my head. (laughs) She 
turns and walks out the door of the tavern, as does everyone else. And then you are sitting alone in what once was Fisher's bar and grill. And then it too fades to black. And you're sitting alone at a table in a black field. And we go to Patty. Okay. Uh, Gwen's up on the iceberg too, isn't she? No, she's at well. She's at the base of the ice of what was the iceberg is now. So would she be ice. within five feet of the? Yeah, for, she's, for attack reasons. She's she's, uh, she's stabbing it with a spear. Excellent. That should give me sneak attack. Wait. I'm if someone's in melee, don't you not get sneak attack? I still get sneak attack uh, as per our usual oh, okay. rules as well. Sure. But isn't that only for range? Do you only get melee sneak attack if no one's there? Is that not the case? No, I get sneak attack if I'm the only one within five uh, feet of the yep. target and no one else is within five feet. So if it's So you just always get sneak attack on anyone with melee? No. If If I'm... Next alone. to no, if I'm alone and there's two targets, yeah, then there's no sneak attack. Ah, okay. It's only if they're alone and yeah, I'm alone. I get it. And then normal sneak sure. attack. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna roll the hit. Uh, oh, Seventeen. That's not gonna hit. Well, you you do hit, but yep. it just slides across the ice. Like it is still very hard ice. Don't you roll um, an advantage if you use sneak attack? He currently has disadvantage oh. because he's poisoned. I didn't know you could get sneak oh, attack. Oh, yeah, I am still poisoned. No, no, no. You can get sneak attack if you don't have advantage. Oh, I wish I knew that. But if you have advantage, you always have sneak attack. So, is that all you wish to do? Do you want to move at all? No. Um, I will say the halo in her head yep. is about 10 feet up from where you are. Uh, so, it could, because she's quite tall and she was on top of the of the thing. So if you if you are going for I'd like the, to climb her. Okay. That's you're a rogue. I'm gonna let you do it. Like the the ice is rough. Yep. Because of the shatter. Uh, so yeah, you can just kind of climb her. Yeah, I'm gonna climb up next to the head and then uh, well nothing I guess because that's I've already taken an action. Yep. Gwen I'm looking. I think I'm just gonna hit it again. Okay. Are you gonna follow Patty up or are you just gonna keep wailing on her body? I'm gonna keep wailing in the hope that I can get it a shatter. Okay. Roll to hit. I will. Ooh, nat 20, anybody? Why, yes. I think I will roll one. Thank you. 18 to hit? 18 will hit. Maximum damage, leg. The attack hits the target in the leg and causes the maximum damage normally allowed for your attack. He's an octopus. Yay. You, you get a tentacle. 
Like it's not. I'm not gonna say. Oh well, technically that car doesn't say tentacle. <laughs> yeah, no, so no. you're not gonna get that. It's one that leg. Effect. Max damage for the weapon will be eleven. That's sad. That's a bit pathetic. Uh, saving throw none. Effect: the target loses ten feet off its movement. If the creature's movement drops below zero, it's immobile. The target does not have legs. It takes maximum damage with no other effect. As what you're fighting is a statue, you do exactly what you were trying to do last time. You snap off a tentacle, uh, and the glowing vein of light dissipates back up to where it came from inside her icy skull. Incidentally, the other hit was for nine points. Nine points of damage. No. All of you, while focusing on Ariel Cordwin, have somewhat forgotten in the last few seconds Ponza's predicament. However, as a loud cracking sound is heard behind you, you turn to see Pons in his ice form crack into a number of pieces and fall into his composite parts down onto the ice below him. That's not what I was hoping would happen. We can fix this. Oh, do we still have that sovereign glue? No, we used it. <laughs> Pons. Yes. Mending. <laughs> Fabricate. Sitting on your chair at your table mm. that you remember well from Fisher's Bar and Grill. The black around you starts fading to a lighter grey. And then the table disappears and you're standing alone. And you look at your hands and they are translucent. You hear a voice behind you. My turn. Soldier! I immediately snap to a salute. You've done well. You've done what you could. And you've protected your family. I did what any soldier would do in my position. That, unfortunately, is not true. You have done better than most. Take my sword. And your trainer, the white who you rescued from his undeath, draws his sword in his spectral form and hands it to you and immediately begins to fade out. He says, take my strength and have your revenge. Strike the head from her shoulders and he disappears. And you are now on an ice scape. And you look around and you see mounds of ice and you see a black form climbing some sort of pillar 
and you recognize the form to be Patty and the pillar to be Cordwin. And he seems to be trying to get at whatever is inside her head. And it is your initiative. You are now ghost ponds. <laughs> ghost ponds. <laughs> Tell me what you want to do, and I will be rolling for you. Just Dragon Ball Z. Um, first of all, I want to look around. I will say, <laughs> spirit. I will say you have. I give you my energy, and you're running out of time to use it. Yep. Well, first of all, I want to look around, um, see where everybody else is. Can we see him? Then. I'm going to... When it gets to your initiative, I will tell you what you see. Then I look at the sword in my hands, hold it ready, and let the blade come into existence. It does so. Blazing white hot fire. And then I say to myself, it's not revenge, it's justice. And I go charging towards Ariel Caldwin's form. Mm Mm-hmm fast as I can. And when you pop into existence next to her, what are you doing to her? Tell me what it looks like. I am going to use my inspiration because <laughs> <laughs> I might as well. Uh, I want to leap up kind of with the run, run along the ground, leap up as I get to her with the sword and kind of swing to hack her head off. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if Patty's in the way, I'll instead try to go right through her neck and kind of stab it off. Sure. Just leave her the head off. Leave, just like, you know, like <laughs> straight Like through. a shoehorn. So are you, are you using inspiration to give yourself advantage or are you doing a cold shot? Yeah, do all of it. I'm going to do, my inspiration I'm gonna do a cold shot. You can have my inspiration. Patty. Yes. A cold, freezing cold wind starts blowing from the other side of the iceberg. Yep. And as you're focused on Cordwin, you see a spectral form of someone who looks like Pons but younger okay in guardsman armor and it charges through the air swings a sword and from the back of Cordwin's neck slices directly through it and her head falls to the ground all the glowing veins of light disappear and the head shatters all of you make a constitution saving throw mm-hmm. except ponds and I've got that 20 anyway <laughs> <laughs> of course you do can, can I, I, I get advantage because I'm shielded by Dark Lord no because it is not something you can be shielded Dark Lord get advantage because he's fabulous 14 16 16 14. I'll, I'll roll for Duck Lord too. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't write a roll. The idea of rolling the highest oh. is 
tantalizing. I rolled an 18. I hate you. Yeah, oh, boy. What do you add to it? Nothing. Oh, same. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good job. Dark, good job. Oh, dark Lord rolled an unnatural 20. Okay. Fucking Dark Lord, no saving, it's fine. Suddenly your eyes feel white hot and you lose vision and honestly it feels like consciousness for a few seconds. Are you talking to all of us or just... All of you. Uh. As you come back to consciousness... Gwen, standing in front of you is the ghost of Pons. That's... Pons? Hmm. What are you going to do? You know, this won't last. I get the feeling. This is good. You're not doing this. You're not <laughs> doing... I refuse. I'm just going to get up and walk away from the table. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I, I give her a second to try and process what has happened. I also take that moment to process what has happened um, before I just walk over to her and give her a hug if I can. You can. <laughs> no. 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 And as you do... No, no, no. You fade away. No! And we'll leave it there. You're an evil being! (laughs) Alright, I'm done. where we leave our marshals this week and one of them forevermore join us next week to see exactly how and where our marshals go on to from here a big thanks as always goes to Alex Smith for our theme tune and to Matt Garbutt for our character art as also to Tabletop Audio and Battle Bards for supplementary music used in this episode If you have any strong reactions you would like to share, please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, or send us an email at lawandisorderpod at gmail.com. I've been Zane C. Weber, and I'll see you next week. second mothership and pray to god that it works no none of these ideas are going to work i've got it what we need to do is tell every citizen to leave their homes naked and just tell them to have sex with toasters in the street the aliens will be so confused they'll just sort off
If you'd like to see the alternate takes on political issues ranging from big to small, subscribe to a New World Order podcast at www.thatsnotkindofproductions.com forward slash a new world order.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.